digital media. Blockchain news, crypto crews and interviews. Keeping you tuned in to the ecosystem. Tasha, where, 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 where are you coming from? Your English um, is good. Normally when I speak to people, they're, you know, they're in the Europe, or they're in like, you know, they have an Australian accent. You sound well, like you're from New York. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm, uh, I'm from the Midwest, but uh, yeah. I've been to Europe once, but no, not, no. So you're in the United States? Yep. Ah, cool, man. Yeah. What what what's what's with all the fuzzy porn? <laughs> Honestly, uh, the first time I did it, it was because I was on one of those I'm up past forty eight hours coding, and I just released something, and oh fucking, I'm going to sleep. And then I woke up, and you know the way people reacted to it, some of it was funny, some people, you know, but the the reaction I liked best was that some people were like, you know, actually, you know, you showed me something I didn't know I liked, so I was just like, hey, fuck it, you know. I might as well do that. I mean, since, uh, since they're already going to think, you know, whatever they're going to think, you know, it doesn't bother me any. So I just kept doing it. And I guess, you know, people started to know. The, the best part about it is that, is that every, every Slack I go to has one of these channels in it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, actually, some of them predate me actually joining the Slack. It wasn't like every Slack that I went to did that. It was just like, um, it was just uh, like... Sometimes there was just one already there, so I was just joined it and you know just hung out. That that's funny, man. I I, I go to Bitrex. I'm like I'm, I'm on all these slacks. I'm like, how the hell did this does this guy get his own channel and everything? I know. Slack. No, you remember when uh when uh one of the Bitrex guys created it for me? That was that was hilarious. Because I was like, you know. I normally don't think of myself as like somebody super important in crypto. Like I'm kind of well known in crypto, and I think you know I'm really good at what I do. But you know, I never really thought of myself as somebody important in crypto, and I, that that kind of hit me a little hard. I thought about it, and I was like, you know, this guy runs a pretty big cryptocurrency exchange, and not only has he put up with me for this long, but he actually created this channel for me. Anybody else probably would have gotten banned by now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm, well, as far as I'm concerned, man, you're you're the Andreas Antonopoulos of the mining world. Thank you, but yeah, I, mean, I never really thought if, of myself as you know that I, that kind of hit me. If I have any questions about mining and I need to go to the you know the the source, yeah. you know, of, of of how how shit works, you're the guy. I mean, as far as I, I don't know anybody else that that does what you do. I mean, you you've you've worked with uh, I've seen you work with Vericoin. Like you've worked with so many so many teams, dude. I mean. I've done dozens of different miners, and I mean that's not even counting the little additions that I've done to you know other things or you know paid work or whatever. I'm just kind of hanging around uh, like the Vericoin and Varium place right now. I might do a little work for them. They want me, they wanted me to consult on um uh some uh, work on their miner, but uh, it was. I mean, he's really just paying me to, you know, be there and ask questions and stuff. So I was like, well, you know, yeah, I'll do that. Nice. You know, hanging around anyway. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, that's one of my favorites. Very. Well, it, only because the wallet is so easy to use and it's easy to mine. I mean, you, you just you open the wallet. My mom uses it. No joke. Mm -hmm. No joke. My my before this, she was using another one that was easy, but then it you know kind of died, and then it's been Varium ever since. And it's 
she just opens the wallet and pushes the button and she it's it's like coupons you know like an old lady in coupons you know she, yeah i know <laughs> she's like um, oh i made a dollar you know <laughs> yeah the, the thing uh the thing that i like about the thing is that i don't really focus on the user interface all that much as long as it's not horribly you know impossible to use because i like to focus on the features and stuff but I definitely see the need for a nice, easy user interface for because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people they see a computer, for example, and they think of it like a, like a hammer. You use it for this purpose, whatever. You know, it's but they don't see it for what it can be, what it does, how it works, etc., like that. And that's okay because I mean they probably do a whole lot of other you know awesome shit with whatever they do, but in that. That's why you need the easy to use, you know, thing for them so that they can use their computer as a simple tool. And but you also should have, you know, an advanced thing for people who don't, you know, people who want to really use it to its full power. Well, there's, there's the engineering point of view. Right. And then there's the, you know, the, the user point of view, mm-hmm. you know, you, user point of view. As far as a simple user point of view, you, we just want to push a button and, and hope it works the first time around. You know, and then you got the engineering point of view where, you know, we, we kind of like to push those cards to the limit, you know, have those options to incrementally, you know, push a little harder. The thing is that I, uh, I don't know, because the way you describe it, I kind of identify a little bit more as a, you know, normal user than the, uh, than the engineer, mainly because it's like, yeah, I want to push this button. I want this shit to work. That ain't going to happen, but, but because, you know, I'm normally doing something undocumented or, you know, that you're not really supposed to do. And, yeah, I'll eventually get it working. But if it works first try, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, if it works first try and it's at max, you know, at the, at, at the best it could possibly do, then, yeah, that would be great. But, you know, a lot of times well, I mean, it'll... It's it'll... not about the best it can possibly do because that's always... Uh, it approaches the best it could possibly do, but you never can actually get there. And the closer you get to the best it could actually ever do, the harder it is to get it any further, if you know what I mean. So at some point, you're going to have to say, all right, I put so much effort into this, and putting extra effort into this at this point would just not be worth the gains. You you know, I forgot to announce who you are. We're on air right now. We're live. And... uh everybody was listening in at the moment we got a we got a few listeners even though i didn't i didn't announce it but uh this is wolf zero wolfo is that is that is that uh how you go i know you've been around since since forever i've known you yeah, i've known you for four four years now oh yeah yeah i remember but generally i'm known just by wolf but uh the longer uh the longer one that I used for a more unique identifier was Wolf Nine Four Six Six. That's why that's why my GitHub was under that. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's often taken, yeah. So. What What could people find on your GitHub? Shit, I don't actually post a whole lot of that GitHub. Let me. Yeah, check check it out. So, so let let me while he checks that out, I give you guys a little history. Back in the day, I was mining on something called LTC Rabbit, which was really, really cool. I thought it was like one of the, the awesomest pools ever. And it was, uh yeah, I remember that. Remember it had like a chat and everything and it was mm-hmm. it, it had its own operating system too. You could just like install it and everything would run nice. And uh and then I was having issues with my card and Wolf came out of nowhere. He doesn't even know who, who I am. He doesn't he didn't remember me. But I'm he he's the guy. I remembered him. He's Wolf came out of nowhere and he's like, Yeah, try this special miner. 
And I, I have these special algorithms for this, you know, those type of cards that you got, you know, and and it, it'll work even faster than, than the other ones. And he gives them over, and I try them, and it, 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 was, it was amazing, because I'm over there, you know... Let, let no, it, let oh, it. no, I remember. I remember you weren't mining LTC at LTC Rabbit. LTC Rabbit was an X11 pool, and that was when I made that uh that one faster X11 miner. I yeah, now. yeah, I was experimenting. Yeah, I was, I was doing. They they came out with X11 right after the the normal stuff, and yeah. then uh, and then I was like, oh, you know, maybe it'll be better in the electricity. So yeah, it's expensive. Electricity here is ridiculous, man. Like in New York, forget mm. it, man. It's like twenty four four cents. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, I see people around here that pay, you know, or on the internet that pay, that are in the U.S. and they pay three to four cents if they're in Washington. But or usually a lot of them get, you know, like eight or nine cents. And I'm sitting up here at like thirteen or fourteen cents, and I'm like, shit. But I, yeah. But I got something they don't though, you know, because um, I I worked on this tool for Linux, and I can uh now on my Linux rigs, I can have even more power over my cards than I, they do on Windows. I can, you know, undervolt, do offsets. I can even change things like, um, like uh, the switching frequency of the voltage uh, regulator. If you turn it up, basically, it um, it's more consistent. It uses a little bit more heat, but it's not, it's barely, you know, noticeable. And if you crank that that up, you know, you'll get a lot more stable hash rate and less crashes and shit. So, you know, just little things like that. I can do all sorts of stuff like that. So, you know, I guess I can't bitch too much about having, you know, 13 to 14 cent power because I'm, you know, I'm saving I, a lot of energy. I, I, need, I need a special Equihash. In my, I just started my mining Equihash, I think it's called. Yeah, I, it's it's Equihash new to me. Equihash, yeah. Um, Something like uh, that. It's the first coin that uh, came out with it was Zcash, Zero Cash. And, um,. Yeah, I remember. That was the one coin I didn't really uh, do a miner for because I, well, I was busy at the time, and then, you know, everybody else was jumping on it because of all the hype, and I was just like, eh, you know, I don't really like this algorithm. It's not really all that fun. I got other shit to do, and there's a whole bunch of competition. So, you know, I figured uh, I'll, I'll take a pass on this one. But, yeah, I've done dozens of, you know, different miners over many different algos, so... I'm I'm doing it just for Komodo. I I really like Komodo. Oh, okay. Uh, I I know everyone tells me, oh, you should just mine Zcash and you know sell it and buy Komodo and you'll make more. But you know what? It it's it, it's a lot more fun just watching Komodo. You know, just go into my wallet from nowhere. You know, it's just like all of a sudden these Komodos are coming out of nowhere. Well, I mean, I am not a fan of Ethereum, and I actually have, you know, a little personal conspiracy theory about <laughs> theory about Ethereum. But you know, I really, really do not like that coin. But hell yeah, I'm gonna mine it. It's profitable, and so you know, I just mine it, dump it, you know, and then any coin that I actually like or believe in, I can turn around and you know buy that with the Bitcoin. So could could you believe this Bitcoin price, bro? This is insane. Eighteen, it's at eighteen, almost nineteen hundred today. I know, right? And I've been sitting the I've fuck? been sitting here I've been sitting here hoarding Bitcoin from, you know, selling certain projects and stuff like that. Let me check uh Preve to see what my stash is worth. I mean I mean I I remember people at nine hundred like, Oh, this is the top. This is gonna be the you know, yeah, I know. we're lucky if it goes to a thousand. Dude, that shit is at nineteen hundred. What are they talking about? Yeah, my my personal stash is worth seventeen thousand three hundred and sixty. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. I, that is awesome, dude. I, I, and you know what they're saying? And I mean, good thing because rent is coming around again. 
Oh, I hear that. I hear that, man. I know. I just, I, I, you know what? It, it hurts. It hurts my soul when I have to, when I have to like sell waves or or sell like a coin to buy something. You know, I mean, yeah, I, it, I, it I got that. Really, to me, because it's like, if I have to sell a coin that I really like and it's not at a high point, then you know, I, I do feel bad. But yeah, it I hurts. Usually keep, uh, I usually keep some Bitcoin liquid just for emergencies and things like that, so I don't have to sell you know a coin that I really like and believe in at a low point. You know. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you have to do what you got to do. You know, I, I like like waves. I, I sold a lot of waves at a low point, and man, that yeah, hurt because then I saw that shit go three. Then I saw it go three times, and man, I was really crying on the inside. Dude, you remember uh, what, what was that one called? Vanilla Coin, and then, and then it rebranded to Vcash. Yeah, yeah Vanilla was was it? It's an, that was an old coin. Yeah, I made one of the I made uh, one of the first um, GPU miners for that coin. I mined so many of those and i dumped them i got a couple bitcoins for it and you know what i mean i wouldn't i'm not saying i would do it again because i could have made you know like 20 30 btc if i had held it but i don't it doesn't really bother me a whole lot because it's like i couldn't have known that shit was gonna blow up and i mean a couple of bitcoins was some good profit for you know not long riding the gpu miner so i mean what the hell <laughs> yeah i mean what was that that What's that? That government coin that just uh, flew up like freaking twenty oh, times? Yeah, Ripple. What the hell is that about? I have no clue. Out of all the coins you would think that are just gonna, you know, just come out of nowhere and just, you know, make a reappearance, Ripple is not one that I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, no, I I hate Ripple with a passion. I I I just I I hate it. I I, I just think it's stupid. I hate nah. Ethereum, but you know, Ripple. I just think it's stupid. It's not. It's, it's it's the fact that they you know officially publicly said that they would bend over backwards and do whatever the government wants them to do, and that's just not what Bitcoin's about. Yeah, and I agree about with that. But here's my here's my story about Ethereum. All right, I was hired to um, integrate Ethereum support into uh, SG Miner. Right, this is a long while ago, and uh, well. You remember when Ethminer still, uh, you had to generate the DAG on CPU and have this DAG file on disk? That was like multiple gigabytes? No, I, I didn't do oh, that okay. personally. That's all right. Yeah, it was it was a kind of a short-lived period in Ethereum mining because I, I actually just straight up told Claymore, look, you dumb shit, generate the DAG on the GPU. It takes an RX480 about, you know, four seconds max to do this. It takes the CPU about, you know, 10 minutes. And then you still have to load it onto the GPU. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So, yeah, he took that idea. And he, uh, he didn't credit me, but that's all right. You know, my post is still there. But anyway, nice. um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway uh, yeah, that's what I did with my SG Miner. But the reason why it irked me so much is because, you know, like the daggone GPU thing, it was obvious that was how it was meant to be. But for some reason, the implementation was just so horribly botched. And I actually had to rewrite a large portion of CPP Ethereum's... Um, mining related code to actually go into SG miners simply because it was it was unusable. And once I finally got done with it, I was like, man, this is some shit. So, you know, I looked uh I looked at it and, you know, it said somewhere on their wiki, oh, you know, uh yeah, we spent a lot of dev funds on three different implementations of, you know, the uh the client, but they said most of it went to CPP Ethereum and I was like, wait a minute, most of it went to this piece of shit? And then I started thinking you know, if I had a whole bunch of dev funds that I wanted to embezzle, what would I do? 
I'd find a whole bunch of my friends who were, you know, rudimentary coders at best. I'd pay them like they're, they're excellent devs, have them churn out this piece of shit, and then they kick me back some funds for the privilege. Like, I'm not saying that I have any evidence whatsoever that this has occurred, but goddammit, I believe it. <laughs> that That's what Ethereum? Yeah, I believe it. Wow. The, the CPP Ethereum code was that bad. Now, GE, gotcha. the Go implementation, that's what everybody uses. And it's actually all right. You know, that, that actually wasn't bad. But most of the funds went to the absolute worst implementation. And that does not sit right with me. What, 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 is, what is your favorite coin? Just, just curiosity. What, what, which one do you like the most? And, and me personally, I, I, like, I like coins that, that are more anonymous. You know, and keep your Same privacy here. and freedom. But I got, uh, uh, I'm kind of stuck between several. Monero I like a lot, but Sia, Sia coin is a coin that I really like. It's not anonymous. It's about as, you know, the transfer of Sia coins is about, you know, as traceable as Bitcoin. However, what you can do with Sia coins is, is that you can rent out your, you know, storage space, HDDs or whatever, for Sia coins. And then you can also pay to store stuff. It's basically cut into chunks, and then each chunk is uploaded to a different um, to a different you know hoster, and then it's done with redundancy. So, for example, if uh, you know some hosters go down, it's okay. You know you can still get it back, and so it's a decentralized you know storage system. And another thing that I really like about this is because it's anonymous in its own way. The funds are not, however. Your files are encrypted and stored in there. They don't know what they're storing because they don't have the key. And unless you share a file with somebody and give them the key, they can't, you know, have access to it. So nobody can prove that you really have access to these files or what these files are. Isn't that, is it, is, I, I, it sounds like storage because I was just mining storage. And that's the hard drive mining you're talking about. Yeah, the thing is that I, um. Uh, well, first, uh, Sia actually beat storage to the punch with actually getting a working product out. But ah. another thing about storage is that it reminds me too much of... It reminds me too much of Ethereum. Not the scammy part that I was just saying that I think it is, but I'm talking about... It reminds me too much of, you know, the stink of really rich investors just pouring money into it and, you know, having such a surplus of money that... They have all these devs and too many cooks in the kitchen and, you know, you know what I mean? I don't see, like, people really enthused about the project that they're creating. Gotcha. I, I just asked him for an interview. That I forgot his name, Wilkinson or whatever his name is. And, uh, you know, he, he never got, he, he said, oh, you know, I'm too busy, you know. I, I was like, all right, too busy, too yeah. busy. But, uh, but yeah. you, know, you, you know what I didn't like? I have 40 terabytes of storage sitting here. Damn. And uh, I, I was, I was, you know, I went to Mind Storage, right? Mm -hmm. And and they have a really nice GUI. Remember, it, it's same idea. Yeah, we were just, we were just talking about it. You know, nice and easy. Boom. You know, only pro problem is, it only does three hard drives. I mean, I got, I got like, I got like twenty yeah. hard drives over here. What am I gonna do with three hard drives? Well, you could make a massive raid array, but I mean, that's just way too much work to, <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. It has a wonderful, you know, GUI. Yeah, that's another thing. It has a wonderful user interface, but it lacks that, that control under the hood that I really like, that C and, has. I, and C is working on uh, file sharing too, so I, what I really like about that is that, you know, even in their nice, you know, easy to use GUI, there's a tab for the console. 
So you can, you know, go and use that if you need to. So, so, so you you're saying I should I should try Sire because I I've never tried it. I've never even you know I heard about it, but I, I never. I, I we actually just came out with an article on Core Media, that info, you know, talking about all the different you know burst right uh, burst yeah. coin. There's an article on it just came out last night on uh, on the different hard drive mining types. So mm -hmm. coincidentally, that's this uh, isn't but, really hard drive mining. What it is is uh. It's really kind of a marketplace because the the algorithm, like when somebody wants to uh, rent storage, it uses an algorithm to find, you know, people offering basically a competitive rate. So you can jack up the price as much as you want, but you'll probably never get rented until, you know, the average rate gets close to what you're, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so we should, we should call it renting. We should call it renting instead of mining. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. it is, it's renting. But um, right now, I don't believe Sia is extremely mature so if you if you want to you know mess with if you you know the nerd in you wants to go and mess with you know a really cool thing that's you know coming out but isn't really ready for prime time yet for example there's not uh, there's a whole lot more storage on sia than there are people storing files right now so you're probably not going to get a whole lot of you know coins out of you know renting out your hard drives but if you get the experience and things like that and you really want to play with it, you know, I really think it could go far. And I think that, you know, it's cool to be a part of it now when it's, you know, not. Right. You, you, you want to be, you, you want to be one of those, uh, you know, early adapters. Yeah. The, so uh, have a burst. You heard a burst. I, mean, I was mining burst a, a while ago. The only thing I didn't like about it is that it wasted all this space. So the renting idea is like awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It kind of, it, it's like proof of work. It wastes the work that you're doing. It's just there to prove that you did something. I've not, uh, honestly, I can't really say that I have much of an opinion on Burst because uh, besides hearing about the hard drive mining, I didn't really look into it much. Um, I mean, you know, so many coins out there. It was interesting. It, like, plotted points on the drive, and then... Yeah. It, I heard it, somebody made a GPU-assisted one where basically you still needed the uh, the hard drives, but... Uh, it would fill them faster so that like your CPU would fill them at, you know, kind of a slow rate, but then you could use your GPU to accelerate it and then, you know, fill your hard drives faster to mine it better or something, but you still had to have the storage. So it wasn't really a huge, huge gain. Yeah. It would, it would take forever to plot the points. That's, and then the GPU came out and it was a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, uh, I think there was one more. There's another hard drive mining one. Um, made safe. You, you try that one. Oh God. <laughs> made safe. I I don't really want no? to say anything bad about it because I really think that they're they they really believe in their product and they want to get it out. But I just think it's never coming out. <laughs> exactly. I was just gonna say it's it's like the man behind the curtain. I've never seen him before. He's it's always like, there. Everybody like knows about going, him. He, it's like he's going proof of stake, you know, it's like the boogeyman. Everybody's gonna be like, oh, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. No, it ain't. <laughs> Yeah, everybody. I mean, it's been we've. I've been seeing that for years. Made safe, and I, mm -hmm. I have, I can't, can't use it. I mean, like what? I, I have no idea. I have no idea how to how to touch it. You know, I, I've yeah. heard it. I have, how well, do you touch it? I don't really want to say anything bad about it because I really do think that you know they're trying and that they're they're into their product, kind of like the guys in CR, and that's kind of what I didn't seem to see in storage. But which is why you know I, I don't want to say anything bad about it. But it's just like you know, y'all y'all really need to focus on you know getting something out for the users. I mean. Don't get me wrong, I'll be patient. You know, I will wait. Lord knows I know development takes time, but you got to give us something to gnaw on while we, you know, while we're waiting for the full product. Yeah, give us a toy to play with. 
Yeah, exactly. Just something to just show us, you know, hey, this is how it's going to work or whatever. And this is, you know, a little preview of what, you know, you can do now. Just something something to, you know, use while you wait. Cool, cool. So, so Saya is your favorite coin. And, and thank you. I'm going to I'm actually going to try uh, hard either drive or, mining it tonight. Yeah, either that or um, uh, Monero. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think I have some because you have to have some uh, coins I think to uh, to rent because of transaction fees. So if you uh, if you do set it up, uh, hit, hit me up on Slack or whatever, and uh, I'll send you you know a few coins to get you started. Oh, you need Sire coins to get it started? Uh, yeah, because basically transaction fees and stuff like that. Because you oh, also cool. pay for bandwidth, you know, like that. Because otherwise, imagine, you know, you upload one super popular file and they turn on file sharing and then all of a sudden somebody's server is getting bombarded 24 hours a day and they're not getting paid for the bandwidth. I mean, bandwidth costs just like everything else. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but what's your thoughts on Komodo? I, I mean, I, I like I like it. I, li- I like... Uh, I don't know I like enough the f- about it to, to, you know, comment on it. I... I hung out in their Slack for a little bit, and then I, I lost my Slack channels. Long story, but uh, and I haven't gone back to it yet. But it it didn't really capture my attention a whole lot, but it didn't disinterest me. So that's really all I can say. You know, it wasn't disinteresting, but it wasn't riveting either. So I think you know, yeah, I'd I'd go back and you know take another look at it. But what, what what would it take to make you to make you make me an awesome miner for Komodo? Um, to be honest, man, I'm not so sure I could at this point. <laughs> okay, yeah, at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, one of my uh, one of the biggest things that I've done that is you know stupid from a profit point of view, but I think it's still important is, is that. I've always told people about, you know, my discoveries and things that I've done, not just because I want to, you know, say, you know, people say, oh, yeah, that's awesome or whatever. And I mean, that's nice, too. And I like, you know, getting people interested in it. But it's also because letting other people know that it's possible gets them to, you know, work at it. And I've always been the type of person who if you're really, you know, if you're reasonably intelligent, you're willing to learn, you're willing to work at it, then, you know, yeah, I'll help you along. So what happened there is, is that, you know, I did that with optimizing X11, and, you know, then people figured out, hey, you know, you can optimize these algorithms, and then, you know, they started doing it, and then I did in a really nice uh, Ethereum assembly uh, kernel in all uh, AMD GCN assembly, and, uh, you know, now, um, and then, uh, what was his name? Uh, I can't remember his uh, his nick right now, but uh, it was some guy who uh, made an Equihash um, assembly miner. It was OptiMiner, yeah. And then uh, Claymore jumped on the bandwagon and started learning uh, GCN assembly, and he made a uh, not only a Equihash assembly kernel, but I think he also made a um, an Ethereum one, which I don't mind because it's still slower than mine by about percent and a half. But still, <laughs> you know, if nice. I hadn't done that people would still be in the dark about it. And yeah, I guess I'd be raking in the money, but it's just like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I've never been one of those, you know, open source everything type people because I feel like people will just use it. They'll never, you know, appreciate it or appreciate the work that goes into it and they won't value it. But if you tell people that it's possible and, you know, give them hints, help them along and, you know, they teach themselves, 
then they actually value what they got and they benefit from it too. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at these fucking prices, dude. 8,850 Bitcoins on Ripple today? Really? Jesus. Holy Jesus right Christ, man. What the hell? Oh, did, did you see did you see Bitrex in, uh, increase their fee for withdrawing BTC? Oh, for real? It's point zero zero one. It's about goddamn time. Hey, I've been attaching that exact fee to my transactions for years now. It's. I wonder why they did that. I mean, it was really cheap. It was the cheapest before. It was a point zero 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 four. Yeah, you really have to ask why they increased it. Oh yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Now they got. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, they've probably been getting loads and loads of complaints from people saying like, "Yeah, I withdrew, you know, my Bitcoin from BitTrex about, you know, twelve hours ago, and it's still unconfirmed." So, you know, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, right. I've so point zero zero one to all my transactions for years. I have it. Uh, if you go in, since I use Bitcoin Core, if you go to settings, options, and then uh, what is it over here? Uh. Oh no, it's not under settings options. Uh, you have to go to send, and then uh, it says transaction fee at the bottom, and then you hit choose. I always set it to point zero zero one, and I think I'm gonna change that right now to point zero zero two. Or point zero zero one five. No. No. <laughs> I don't like waiting. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear that, man. And that's I was just gonna say before you jumped in there. Uh, yeah, that's probably why they increased it is just because I heard that they were looking for a new support desk person because mm -hmm. they have a load of tickets with yeah. people asking the same question. You know, my, I sent BTC. It's not going through. Like, oh, that's why I think they need to have like a frequently asked questions or something like that. Not because people see it, but because then you can refer people to it and then immediately close the ticket. That way you don't have that person being a time suck to, you know, one of your you know, people, and they can go and process more tickets. There's actually a website that increases, uh, you know, the, the, the block. It, uh, it's, it's, it's called the transaction accelerator. If it, have you heard of it? It's a uh, no. www.viabtc.com. Let me check that out. And it, I don't it, know it, how it works, but let me check it out. They like, the, they're mining and they, they, they oh, somehow throw it. They throw it. it. They're mine. They're, it's a mining pool. So basically, yeah. they can. They basically. Uh, uh, what they do is, is that I am guessing that you pay them to get your transaction accelerated, so called, and they just add it to their block manually, and the next block they mine confirms. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. That's a yep. clever way to make money off a pool. Yep. There I you like go. It. I mean, it's it, it's becoming a staple for me. Every time I do a transaction, I I. I put it in there and I do the little capture code and boom. Yeah, but uh, I have a question. Why would you do that instead of just paying a larger fee? Oh, uh, well, so sometimes it's coming from, uh, you know, other exchanges, oh, I see. you know, like, 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 like if it's this Cryptopia. I, I wish, yeah, I wish more exchanges had an adjustable fee because obviously it's being taken out of what I'm withdrawing anyway. So you might as well just let me let, set the fee I want. Right, exactly. So, is it, and we don't yeah, have full control sometimes. Yeah, I used point zero zero one for years, and everybody told me, you know, uh, you know, why are you doing that? You're wasting Bitcoin and other thing. I'm like, you have to sit there and wait, you know, for an hour for your Bitcoin to get to the exchange. My ass gets in next block. <laughs> 
you know, and a lot of right. times that can mean the difference between, you know, arbitrage and not, or, you know, whatever. So you want to, you, there are times where you really want to do that. And honestly, it's not even like that to me. It's not even like I do arbitrage that often. It's that it's honestly worth the money to me to, for just to not wait. <laughs> it, what, you, you remember the multi-pools? They, they were... Remember the the big yeah, fad? Yeah, middle, uh, middle coin was the biggest first multi pool. I remember that. And it, you'd be able to mine proof of stake coins, mm -hmm. and then get paid out in basically any coin you wanted to. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. How it works on the back end is basically they mine, they switch you to mine whatever's most profitable, then they automatically dump it for you, take extra fees to you know comp to you know compensate for that and basically get extra money for, you know, their extra coding, and then, you know, uh, pay you in whatever. They'll even buy your coin of choice with the BTC that they got from dumping what you mined, and then, you know, yeah, so it kind of automates the process, which is kind of cool, but honestly, like right now, I just logged into BTREX, and I have one Ethereum waiting for me, so I just, you know, dumped it, and there we go. I'm not going to withdraw it yet. I'm probably going to wait for another ETH, and then probably withdraw it, but yeah, honestly, I'd rather. That's one of the things that I'd rather do it myself than pay extra. Right, but how about if people were able to have their own uh, program with the multi pool, their own multi pool? Well, there is open source code out there. The thing is, is that it's not idiot proof, and that I thank God for. You know. Because the last thing we need is more dumbasses who don't know anything about securing a server, running pools, and handling people's money. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree mean, with that. I agree, I agree with that. for uh, I agree for decentralization that we should have um, or sorry that we should have uh, you know, the pool code freely available, but it should not be super easy to use because if it is, you know, it, then... you 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 know what I like about it though the most is that it helped it helped coins, uh, you know, increase their value, you know, by buying. Not really. I mean, more often than not, it destroyed coins because not a lot of people will buy into alts. They normally, I mean, the vast majority of people using multi-pools, they traded that shit to Bitcoin immediately. And, right. you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people won't dump Bitcoin because they're like, well, you know, that's relatively, you know, stable. I can be fairly sure that this is going to be worth something when I wake up. But, you know, with the altcoin market the way it is now, also volatile, there are very few altcoins where you can, you know, like put your money in it and go to sleep <laughs> so a lot of times they would just dump it to bitcoin and all these coins would just get destroyed that's why um there was so there was uh a lot of hubbub about when there was uh multi pools were really strong when there were a bunch of them there was a whole lot of uh coins saying oh we got a new algo and nobody else uh has this algo so right you know right. it'll be harder to multi pool mine or we got this retarget algorithm that'll help us against multi pool miners and stuff because uh coins were just getting wrecked uh, yeah, I, I, the situation I, now is any better though now we got you know, there's no a bunch of government or not government backed but you know huge investor backed coins and there's only like you know three or four things to mine now but right exactly <laughs> and they, but and there's that there's any better <laughs> i don't think there's any more multi-pools i haven't seen any I, I think that it's a it's a extinct like the dinosaurs not really um think about it what does nice hash do it's not a multi-pool exactly because somebody is paying to mine or for your hash, but 
it's still the exact same thing. It auto switches to whatever's most profitable, and you know. Oh, nice fish! Yeah, I, I, I've seen this. I just went to the website. Yeah, this I is. Have, a... I have a big, you know, beef with Nice Hash because they were they were really shitting to me when you know uh, I was working for them. So I, I kind of steer people away from that. Plus, they have a six percent fee. Holy shit! They take they take three percent from both sides. So basically, if you want to uh, buy hash on Nice Hash, that's three percent taken from you. Now, the person uh, selling hash on Nice Hash, mining to the Nice Hash server, that's three percent from them. And then they have the balls to, you know, complain about, or they have the balls to lowball devs and complain about, oh, you know, you're doing this for the community and all this other shit. Yeah, you know, the community isn't getting your six percent fee. <laughs> gotcha. I yet I, I I used this once in the past. I remember. I forgot what I was mining, but I, I wanted like to insta mine it. Yeah, so. yeah. That, that <laughs> nice hash is great for that. Another thing, nice hash is great for testing pools. I uh, I helped out a guy on uh, in Monero pools. It's an IRC channel on Freenode. Uh, I did a little code for him for when he was making his pool. He's made the standard de facto pool now. It's awesome, you know, because the old one was a piece of shit. But yeah, uh, and I I actually helped him a little bit with that, and he would uh, load test the pool with nice hash. He would uh, rent like so much hash at a time. We're talking like he'd take like a Bitcoin and then he wouldn't even spread it out. He'd just like bombard the server for like a half hour straight, you know, to like load test it and make sure that, you know, it was ready for, you know, the real deal if it ever got massive. Have you have you tried testing out the, the new Radeon 5 series? Oh, uh, yeah, I got. I think three or four of them. The, the 580s? Yep. Couldn't find any 570s in stock. Are they awesome or what? I might, I might get a couple. Um, Just to replace these. Uh, I, I have the well, R9 290Xs still. I say this on the air, but the thing is that miners right now, they're scooping up uh, the RX 400 series. Like, you know, they're going out of style because they're not being made anymore. And get this. At stock. They consume less wattage than the 500 series stock, but the 500 series are a lot better binned, you know, better quality chips than the 400 series, usually. So if you take the time to work with them and undervolt them, a lot of times they'll undervolt a whole lot better than the matching 400 series cards. So... <laughs> Thing is, is that these guys, you know, are snapping up all these, you know, RX 400 cards and driving the price up. If it goes up too high, I might just start dropping, you know, my own uh, RX 400 cards on eBay and then scooping up the cheap, you know, 570s and 580s off Newegg if they keep doing this because they, they either they don't know or they're just too lazy to, you know, really work with them. Gotcha. Well, you know what? A lot of people don't know how to do the, you know, the undervolting and the, you know, that's, you know, yeah, you, that's you really why, have you know, to. I, that's why I'm doing that as a service. You know, I, I've got a load of PMs that, you know, I'm answering and, you know, customers that I'm working with on, you know, uh, like VBIOS modding the cards firmware and stuff like that, either for more performance or for, you know, better voltage or better power use, you know, that kind of thing. If, if people wanted to, uh, to you know, consult with you, you know, and use your services. You know, where where can they reach you? Um, my Bitcoin Talk PM box is usually uh, probably the best way because I mean, 
say what you want about Bitcoin talk, you know, it's popular. And the thing about popularity is, is that, first of all, it draws all kinds. So you are going to get a whole lot of assholes. And it's the internet. So everyone's anonymous. So a lot of people want to show their ass. So obviously, Bitcoin talk has a pretty bad reputation of being, you know, just a cesspool, a bunch of trolls. But honestly, if you take the time to sift through it, it's popular. You can find good information. And, you know, I think it's a perfectly fine, you know, way to to reach me. Because, I mean, honestly, if you're a miner, you're probably on Bitcoin talk. Or you, you know, have somebody that is. Gotcha. So, so they'll just, what's your, what's your username on Bitcoin talk? Uh, Wolf Zero. That's it. Wolf Zero. Yep. And uh, I'm just trying to get get you out there, get you, uh, you know, because people are gonna listen to this and be like, "How do I get in touch with this guy?" You know, he yeah. sounds he sounds like he sounds like a pro. I need to talk to. Him. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, do people who uh, if they listen, do they get the text from the Teamspeak? Because I can like link something there. Oh uh, no, we used we just use Teamspeak for the sound quality. You, you're going to be on SoundCloud. Oh, actually. okay. All right. I'll eventually, I'll put this on SoundCloud. Okay, so they won't see the text. Well, oh, that's all right. But yeah, I was going to you know link to my profile or whatever just so that they could if they wanted to. But, oh, you know what? After afterwards, we'll just you send it to me and I'll I'll put it in the description on SoundCloud. All right. That's all. All right, cool. Thanks. So you, you're going to come back next week? Well, we should do this weekly, man. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you know, if I got time, what the hell? Who knows? You know, there's a lot of people getting into Bitcoin right now. Like weird, oh, yeah. it, it's so I mean, weird. I got no, neighbors. It's, it's not weird at all because mining has gotten super profitable again, and that's why I've been. You know, that's why you know Newegg was out of five seventies. You know, I, I hit up a few local Best Buys just to you know, even even one of the local Best Buys was actually out of RX cards. So you know, it's not just you know, Newegg that's getting you know bought out of stock. It's even some local places, so you know these people are snapping up cards, you know, and God knows 99% of them are mining with it, and that's why Newegg is having trouble keeping stock, just like, you know, the old days. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was, those were fun. We, mm -hmm. we used to get find the deal, and it used to be so excited, and then, and then, and then, uh, then all of a sudden when it was no longer popular... Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's why MSI gave me three hundred dollars for a card that I bought at like two forty, <laughs> because the uh, secondhand prices were driven up so much by miners that, you know, they were just like, well, this is the price. So, and because of that, I like to stick by MSI. Oh, okay, uh, I, I miss. I, I have ASUS cards. I have some ASUS cards too. I have one, two. Three, three Asus cards. I have a, a Asus Strix 480, um, eight eight gig, and I have two Asus Strix 474 gigs. I have I have about uh, twenty twenty one and a couple of broken ones. Uh, oh yeah, here twenty one R nine two ninety X's. Nice. Take it from me. I had oh I have one of the best R92 oh yeah you you might have it it's the MSI Lightning uh 290X it's like the most yeah. awesome one they sell that's the that's the one with the plastic on, on the top um, yeah I destroyed mine yeah I, I, I know I did it. 
I was I was so tired out of my mind, and I was I was like, let me just do this one last test, right? So I was like, I, I you know, I was editing the VBIOS, and um, I upped the power limit because you know I wanted to you know have it take more juice, and you know it has like two eight pins and a six pin, so you know I wanted it to take a little bit more juice, but what I fucked up was is that. That was the power limit at 0%. You know how you can bring it to negative 50 and then positive 50? Okay. The power limit? So that was at 0%. So I brought the power limit up to like, a, it was like 300 watts at 0%. And I meant to do that at positive 50%. Like that would be the highest it would ever take. So what it actually did was, is that when I started up the miner, it went to power tune plus 50 and it just gave the card carte blanche to do whatever it wanted with power because if like 300 plus 50 percent is 450 so at least you know probably over 400 watts went through the card and yeah that thing's dead they, but you could warranty it no oh yeah i hadn't thought of that yeah man take advantage I, of that well yeah I, but I can't so, bad. I mean, it depends it, who you get. It was if you, my fault. Yeah, it was yeah, really no, my fault. And if they take that thing apart, it's probably gonna have a blackened core, and I can't even flash the stock VBIOS back and act like you know I don't know what happened because they're gonna be like because I can't even like plug it in and register it on the PCIe bus. Like, it don't it's, matter. It's worth it, it's worth the shot. I mean, it depends who you get. It depends who you get. Sometimes when you call up, you know, you get somebody who's, you know, asking a lot of questions. And then sometimes you get somebody who's, yeah, I'll send you the label, no problem. Well, no, no, no. It, they, uh, they check them when you, send, uh, when you send it back. Right, they investigate. Yeah, so, you know, they don't even have to check the VBIOS to see that it was modded because it was. And I can't flash stock back, obviously. All they have to do is just take the cool off the card and look at it. And they're going to know, what the fuck did this guy do? <laughs> You know, and it was honestly my fault. And since MSI has been so good to me, I don't really want to, you know, take advantage of them like that. Right, right. Oh well, that's cool. That's all right. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. My next one will be MSI. I'm gonna start with the five eighties now, the five seventies maybe. What, what, you know what the problem is? The heat, man. Yeah, always, oh, always way, the heat. The MSI. Uh, here's some some tips. The MSI Armor series, they are, uh, they are budget cards. They perform fairly well, except the cooling on them is really sucky. The white cooler, those are the MSI armor cards. The MSI Gaming X cards, cooling is a whole lot better. Um, the only thing that I can think of is that if you un if you like to play with voltage on your cards with like Watt Tool on Windows and things like that, you will not be able to on a uh, on an MSI Gaming X RX five eighty eight gig. Because I have one, and like remember I was telling you I was writing that tool for Windows that's like better than Watt tool. Yeah. I actually had to um find out what uh what chip it had, hunt down the data sheet, and then write in support for that chip because it's so new. But it, it's really awesome if you can you know if you can control it and everything. But I'm just saying you know if you want to use existing tools like Watt tool and stuff like that, you're gonna be shit out of luck for you know undervolting or control. How about that twin frozer like cooler that that external one that they have? You see, you seen those? Oh yeah, the uh, seventy nine fifty that you know I told you about that did really awesome on script and eventually died. It had a twin frozer three cooler. I will always remember that cooler as the one that apparently out of all of the fans that I've accidentally stopped with my finger, 
that one was the highest RPM because my finger bled under the fingernail after I accidentally, you know, put my finger in that fan. Oh, dude, I, I still got, I still got a seventy nine ninety. You know the one with the twin CPU on the oh, board? Oh yeah, those, those are the shit. But you gotta treat them right. I got, at, I got it. At stock volts, yeah, at stock volts, AMD just they tortured that card with one point two volt stock. There, there is two um seventy nine seventy cores on the same PCB. They're sharing heat. What the fuck you volt them at 1.2 volts for? I got water. I got water cooling on it. It's, it's on a water cooling block. Oh, okay. Then I mean, then you can probably leave it at stock volts. But I mean, uh, me, the first thing that I would do is that I I downvolt that motherfucker because it's just like I uh, I don't really do water cooling or anything like that. Well, I, I do have a, a water cooler on my CPU in my main system, but uh, uh, other than that, not really. But yeah, the uh, uh, the 7990. If you undervolt it. It'll run amazingly cool, and it'll have a surprising amount of power. Uh, it's 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 amazing, dude. I I, mm -hmm. I, w I I wish I had four of them. I would love to try to put four of them on one machine. I want a Radon Pro Duo. That would be fucking cool. Which one? Which one's that one? Huh? Uh, you know how your seventy nine ninety is uh two seventy nine seventy cores on uh one um PCB. Yeah. Uh, the Pro Duo is two uh, two Fury X cores on one PCB. Oh wow! I thought they stopped making the two on ones. Nope. I think they did. Uh, I think yeah, they didn't for the two ninety X. But when they moved up to the Fury, I, I, wait, no, they did for the two ninety X. But I forgot what it was called. But for the Fury, um, yeah, they got the Fury uh, two of those dies on one um. PCB. The only thing that I don't like about it is that, see, I hate the Fury X because, well, first of all, I was lucky with my first uh, with my first Fury purchase. I got them, you know, right when it was coming out, and I was able to unlock it to a Fury X. And, uh, you know, I was running it at, you know, Fury X speeds and everything like that. And the cooler is so awesome that it was one of the coolest cards I had. And I'm like, why the fuck are you sticking this bulky-ass water cooler on there that I'm not going to be able to have in my rig you know, uh, in like a mining rig of like five or six cards. Why are you sticking this piece of shit on there if it's not even needed? I don't get it. <clears throat> ah. So, yeah, so after my first Fury card, I bought another Fury card uh, like way later. But uh, I'm not going to buy a Fury X probably ever, mainly because it's just I don't want that bulky piece of shit there and I don't need it. But the, uh, the Radon Pro Duo with two Fury X cores on one board... That might actually need the water cooler. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of a lot of my car, a lot of my cards are XFX. I noticed. Oh yeah. Um, hold on. I'm gonna show you the. I think because they were cheap. I won't. They were cheap at one point in time. All right, but um. Oh, I can't send messages. I was gonna show you the link to the Pro Duo. But um. Send I it in. Really... You can send me messages, man. We're like, we're like we're like in ten slacks together. Oh yeah, shit. I was trying to use uh Teamspeak, but yeah, you're right. Um, here, let me just there. All right, but um, <laughs> and a Discord. <laughs> XFX. Uh, I avoided them for about two and a half years. Never bought another XFX card because I had two XFX seventy-eight seventies. This is when I was just starting S-Crypt mining, and they ran at a hundred and two C. Those cards were shitty. 
And yeah, after that, I avoided them for, you know, two and a half years. And, you know, uh, I, I'm not one of those people that think that everything happens for a reason. But for some reason, every time I went to a local Best Buy, they always had the, um, the, uh, what was I thinking? Uh, the XFX cards, and they were all they had in stock for the RX cards. And every time I went there, I bought one. And I didn't know why, either 470 or 480. And I didn't know why, because I, I've avoided, I avoided them all this time. Oh, bitch. I avoided them all this time, and then I figure, why am I doing this now? Well, I started writing my, you know, VRM control tool, and what happened was, is that while they do have a very, very cheap uh, VRM controller, there's something interesting about it. First of all, uh, the, the memory controller voltage is adjustable via the main uh, controller. And second of all, there's something else on the bus, and I don't know what the fuck it is, but I think it might be uh, memory voltage. And a lot of times on most cards, uh, especially RX cards, you can't adjust memory voltage because it, uh, the, um, the memory, the VRM controller responsible for the memory is uh it doesn't have it's not programmable over i2c so it's just not on the bus but uh something is there and i really think it's memory voltage and honestly if i you know these cards aren't that bad and i'm starting to think you know okay maybe maybe I'll, you know they'll get off my shit list <laughs> Well, you know, they they served me pretty good, man. I I gotta say, a lot of the ones that that broke were not XFX. Uh, I had I had one and, ASUS break on me. Yeah, and I gotta say, you know, because the you know the only bad experience I had with them were the seventy eight seventies, but it was so bad that I just I avoided them for all that time. And now, I gotta say, you know, at this point, I'm not really, I mean, I'm not super impressed with them yet. If they do turn out to have memory voltage, then I will be. But uh, they aren't really bad cards as as is right now, except uh, they don't really cool the memory with their uh, <laughs> their heat sink. There's no real contact there, and that that sucks. But uh, what, other than that, what do you think I mean, of the new the new Ryzen CPUs? Uh, I don't have one yet, so I don't know. Gonna have to test that sucker out. Somebody out there is listening. You need to get him one of the Ryzen CPUs so that he could test it out and yeah. mine a CPU coin. Yeah, I I was waiting because I I bought Intel because I bought Intel finally because I was like you know I want DDR4. I'm not waiting you know because I bought this computer over a year ago. No, I bought Kaneda like two years ago now, and you know uh, she's my main system. And after. All this time, it's like AMD took this goddamn long just to put out a CPU and a you know a platform that can handle DDR4. It's like damn, and so you know I'm kind of glad I went Intel for that time, but I'm I think I will you know go back to AMD. Yeah, it's making a comeback, man. Yeah, and uh, especially because I still have um this Freya's old board. One of my uh, miners uh has a uh, FX8350 in it because uh. She was a dual-purpose miner. Basically, if my main system ever went down, she was to serve as a replacement main system. So that's why the overpowered CPU. Gotcha. And now I have another... Uh, 
Oh, shit. That's why I have another um, system right now. Let me see. The new system that's supposed to serve as a uh, as a backup main system is named Artica. And let me turn that one on. And I'll get the CPU information in just a minute. It's a quad-core i7 and has 32 gigs of DDR4. What are you mining with that? Actually, she was off for the moment because it got way too goddamn hot in here. Well, I told you earlier, I mine uh, Varium with the CPUs, so... Uh, That's probably a good idea, yeah. Like, uh, so, the best one I have so far is an i7? Yeah, hold on, uh, cat proc CPU info. Yep, uh, 4-core, 12-thread, i7-6700. This is my backup main system. And a miner. My main system, Kaneta, has... I have i7-3930. Yeah, my, uh, my current main system has, uh, Kaneta has a i7-5930K, so it's unlocked for overclocking. And, uh, that is, uh, she is a 6-core 12-thread. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly this one. 3930K. No, this one's 5930K. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so it's uh it's similar but just a newer revision. This one has 12 12 well it, it does the best. It, I get like 1600 with the uh, Vericoin. Nice. Oh, Verium, not Vericoin. Vericoin is different. It's proof of stake. I want, I really want to try one of these Ryzen's. Yeah, me too. Because right. I actually, no, I'm not actually interested in the uh, the one that's come out. I think uh, the one that I'm interested in has yet to come out. I haven't paid too much attention to it lately, but I think the one that I'm interested in has yet to come out. Because there's a uh, there's one that I think has like a whole new architecture and it's supposed to be like massively parallel. And that's one of the things that I really have been pushing for in computing. Because I believe that you know computers are going massively multi-core, and so many programmers write things in a linear, single-threaded fashion because that's generally how humans handle, you know, situations. We do one thing, then we do the other. Maybe we'll do two things at once, you know, sometimes and switch between them, but we don't handle, you know, dozens of things at once very well. And programmers, in my opinion, are just really, really bad at handling hardware that does. And that's why, you know, getting into... Uh, Chip design was kind of hard for me for FPGAs, and uh, doing GPU uh, assembly was also hard for me at first because you have to wrap your mind around that you know massively parallel thing. So I think that that uh, that new Ryzen is going to be really good for um, for not just you know me because I'm already used to it, but for teaching you know programmers, hey, you can do this a whole lot better by you know using the hardware that you got in you know a better fashion by you right. know, using all these cores instead of yeah right make, make, make each core do something special instead of just you know do it in a linear fashion like you said yeah or uh split your work among multiple cores that's what i do with uh, hash functions sometimes like sometimes one hash function is just so complex for gpu that it's not done optimally with one thread so oftentimes i'll take you know uh multiple threads and have, you know, each of them 
work with or have each of them do a part of the hash. And you know that works out because it's a whole, whole lot faster. What uh, what what motherboards do you do you recommend for mining? Um, honestly, I have a lot of varied motherboards. Anything with slots that works. That's what she said. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything with slots works. <laughs> All right, man. You know, uh, I, I, PCIe I, slots. You know, it's good. I, I don't want to make this run too long. We, we're here over an hour now. Supernet aims to give people their power back through technology by no longer needing to rely on third parties such as exchanges, banks and services, giving you privacy at the same time. Supernet Technologies is the most anonymous technology being worked on currently, with a team of developers working diligently daily. Supernet aspires to be a creative, innovative, state-of-the-art solutions provider, which provides individuals opportunity, personal satisfaction and value. You can find out more at www.supernet.org and join our Slack with over 2,500 people.